I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The Soul Path of Awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, Radiant Lights. Welcome. Good to connect with all of you. Hello in the sacred space of empowerment room. Um, Opened a little later because I was doing videos for YouTube for my sharing and connecting there. Um, Welcome if you're new to the program. Great to have you around. Um, If you want to listen by phone, that's great. Um, If you want to listen to the chat, that's great as well. If you want to listen by phone, that number is 347-539-5122, And if you want a reading or chat or say, hey, uh, press 1 on your keypad. Press 1 on your keypad to get message. Light Radiant Soul Light uh, headset, and they just like to come out of the ear. Um, Let me know in the chat how is sound. What is the sound? How the sound is what's going on in our lives. How is your life going? So we've got, um, I'm tuning in for my reading, and we're going to be getting to callers, again, 347-539-5122, press 1 on your keypad. Want to just tune in a little bit um, on the 411, what I was getting. Um, thank you, Lynn, in the chat. Thank you. Okay, it was cutting out because it was coming out of my ear. I'll have to figure this out. Um, yeah, there, there's some really, um, hmm, my little nine-year-old, one of my clients who's nine, says about school, it's interesting how is it being not going into school, into in person? It's interesting. So, yeah, the energies are interesting. Um, there's really being a bit of a push, a soul call right now for many, many, many people. I've changed my readings to kind of adjust to this. Um, if you want more insight and support on this, join me on Patreon. We started, um, thanks to Lynn, who's in the chat, by the way. Um, thanks to Lynn and Gail. Divine Mystic, um, we have a chat set up um, on on Instagram, and it's a great group of people. If you connect with me on Patreon, the Patreon community, all tiers are in the chat. Um, the Soul Path with Michelle, uh, Soul Path Journey with Michelle, is uh, we meet monthly. We have a metaphysics and spiritualism salon, um, which has got a great group of there, very advanced beings and people really working on themselves, you know, self-development, spiritual integration, soul alignment. So if that's something you want to do, you can check that out. But so what, so I'm tailoring things, you know, I tune in with my guides, I tune into source to get the pulse, the beat of the energy, what's going on. And, you know, there's no way to really resist or fight the energy. It's here to support us. 
And so you are going to find a lot of energy coming up around communication or, or people's beliefs or how they believe in alignment, not necessarily to cut them out if it's not in alignment or resonance. Well, if it's not in total alignment, obviously, but if, they, if there's more dissonance right now, it's more about us. How do we cut those inner cords of measurement, binding, codependency, um, wanting to change something or someone? And the reason being because there's some big changes in 2022. I would say between 2022 and 2026, there's some really big changes in how we live and how we work and how we sustain our life and, and how we support each other. And there's a lot more that's going to be coming up through necessity about community or connecting. So we have to learn how to do that. We can't go, we can't all just go in the, you know, the cave, the Himalayas. We're going to be forced to, to collaborate and to work with people and to connect in groups and specifically small groups. Not in a culty way, not in a cultish way, but in a way that furthers our life enhancement, enhances our life, furthers our soul expression, soul support, and in service to a greater goal, a greater idea, okay? Um, I'm sure some people will do cults and get into, you know, non-life enhancing, stuff like that, but it's, it's more about even if you can do something, maybe you have someone else do it. It's, it's about shared resources, shared experience, shared skill set. Um, it's about knowing that you're here on this planet with a, with, a, with a mission. You know, people are going to be awakening probably really the next five to ten years on their mission, but in a big, much bigger way, that it's more of a lifestyle and how you came in and that you are doing this mission no matter what you're doing. But some will feel a specific call to do something, to write something, to share something, to start something, to launch something, there, there will be those. And then there will be those that recognize that what they're doing every day. I mean, even if you don't start something or launch something, even if you do rather, you still, it's, always, it's going to be, it's about your everyday living and everyday life because you can't fool the universe. The universe knows the vibrational frequency or complex of frequencies that you're operating from right? The universe knows how aligned you are to your soul. That aspect of you that is projected out into the all that is, that that, that never leaves, that's out out there or in there, um, that's like a magnet to what you draw in, knows where you're operating. So without judgment, but you can look around and see where you're at. And so there's also going to be a lot of testing so that people begin to understand that they're not their circumstances. Experience and express through their circumstances, through emotions, through beliefs. You're not your bank account because you have a certain amount of money or you look good on Instagram or you wear all white or you're very flexible and can do, you know, Ashtanga yoga does not necessarily mean that you're on your path, your soul path, or that you're very, that you're evolved or enlightened or, or awake or more awake. Um, so people are going to be getting that because vibration. People are going to be connecting more to vibration. It may be seen that the school janitor is much more evolved and awake than and in soul alignment than the yoga instructor down the road. So people, we're going to be picking up things much more vibrationally. We do anyway, but we filter them out. 
So there's going to be less of the veil and less filtering. And I feel like people won't understand it for a while. They'll be like, oh, I don't know, something's off or something, okay, something's confusing, something's, there's a disconnect. Or they're helping me or they're giving me this, but then I have this icky feeling that goes with it. So body, very important. In fact, isn't our guest talking a little bit? This is going to be interesting because our guest coming on later, the second half of the program, Dr. Bradley Nelson has a book out called The Emotion Code, but the self-study course, The Body Code. So maybe this ties into this. I don't know. But I do know astrologically with that Uranus and Taurus, this is all about embodiment, embodying the higher frequency energies. The complex, it's all about the body. Is the, Can the body handle it? And are you listening to your body? You're getting messages through your body? Or your body is, you know, a body attunement? Your body is this, like, fine instrument is one way to look at it, but it's a, it's a vehicle for expression and experience because the soul wants to subsume into the body. See, that's the whole idea of the soul alignment is that we live more as a soul, as a soul being, that we have fuller expression of our soul. So that's what's happening. So there's a lot that's kind of peeling away the layers to get more and more and more and more and more and more to the soul. So soul, mind, body, right? Animated by spirit, by the spiritual essence of the all that is, the life force animating energy, prana, the chi, um, the innate intelligence of the all that is, of nature, of everything and everyone. So that. I mean, if you've ever seen it, I've seen it working as a bereavement counselor and also as a shaman when people pass, when their body collapses or, you know, no longer functioning, um, that life force animating energy leaves. You can see it. If you're, if you're, it's just like this kind of darker color. It's very interesting. And it kind of just raises like sediment. It just kind of raises and expands out, expands out, raises up, expands out, expands out. But you can see it. It's not that it's black or it's not, it's not really a color, but it's not opaque. It could be a little opaque, um, but it's definitely a different color and a different vibrational frequency or complex of frequencies than the denser physical body. And it's very interesting. You can feel it, but you can see it. It just It's almost like something's been packed in. Not that we're completely packed in our denser physical body because our energy radiates out all around us and is in connected to everything and everyone, but that releasing, and you can see it, it just rises up above the body, and as it rises up, it, it gets to a certain level, and it just starts expanding, like spreading out into everything and everyone, and um, I've seen it with people, I've seen it with animal beings, um, I saw it with Yoshi, I mean, she was at the vet, and one of my clients just said, oh, you should stay with her 10 minutes after, you know, 20 minutes while she leaves her body, well, no, we, I didn't wait that long. I just got, as soon as I got in the car, <laughs> my friends, I'm like, oh, my God, there's Yosh. She was like, and when we were coming in, she was already hovering over the house to meet us back at my house. So it's like she was out of there, man. She was just just expanded, like, you know, all get out. Um, so that's, again, connecting into the subtle energy. So we're going to have more of an awareness of that a feeling of that, an experience of that, and that's going to 
greatly change how we view people in situations and this whole idea of interconnectedness and protection or taking care of ourselves, right? So there's a, but we're, we're kind of hitting this new curve. And again, you can see it astrologically. Um, I think it was last week or the week before in the tar- or my tarot course, Mystic Tarot, we had, um, I don't know if Divine Mystic's in the chat or not, but she's also an amazing astrologer, great jewelry designer creator maker and um and so she was it was interesting because some of the energy that i was tapping into for a reading that i was doing before we started the the class session um she was talking about the aspects and it so supports this it's a lot about communication the mind not just communicating with each other and ourselves like verbalizing or talking things out or thinking, but how we think, what we think, and the beliefs that we think. Are they in alignment to the soul? So alignment's going to be key. Alignment is a biggie. Attunement and alignment. Um, Lynn in the chat, I have to be able to hold more of this light and energy. Yeah, how so, Lynn, in the chat? Um yeah, yeah. If you can't do things that that um, reinforces what we call positive triggers, if you start feeling a little down or a little depressed, maybe it's to light some incense or to go for a walk, or maybe they have set up an altar where you can go to and just meditate or chant or hum. You do have to have kind of you know coping tools. You have to have those soul path tools. I call them. There's spiritual tools. You do have to, because we, we get out of alignment and also sometimes the, the more mainstream reality starts encringing on us. It's like we see things so much, it may not be true, but it starts creating our reality. And that's to some degree, you know, advertising. So you have to be your own advertiser. You have to advertise for what it is you want to see in your individual life and around you and surround yourself with that. But also in the mindset, you've got to, those, it's not good to have all those things and not apply, you know. You can read all the books or take all the courses, but you have to find ways to tap into it personally for yourself. All right, let's get to callers in 347-539-5122. Looking forward to chatting with all you, connecting with you. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, um, Michelle. Thank you for answering. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Who um, am I speaking with? My name is Keisha. Hi, Keisha. Welcome. So, hi, thank you. So I just left a very, like, awful relationship. And um, I just well, want to for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it. Honestly, I am. Um I, I'm I'm very very uh, excited for the future and where I'm headed. But like I've been like in this space where I've kind of been like I guess like beating myself up, like thinking to myself like putting a time limit on like my life or when I'm supposed to get married or when I'm supposed to have kids. And I guess it's like just really like frustrating to like not know the the when or not know you know how how it would go. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess my question is, it's like, um, 
I don't know, like, how long am I going to be single? Because I don't know, like, I know I have so much work to do on myself, but I just, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. You're, a lot of times spirit will keep that from you so that you stay on your path and in your in the moment and the purpose. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not about, our work in a way is never done, so that it's not about doing a bunch of work to then get into the relationship. Um, it, it's about more applying what it is that you are learning in your everyday living and just be open to that. So I feel for you, you what's going to help you draw in that right person is you letting go of that you have to do certain things before you will draw in that right person. That's actually your the antidote is, is what the higher self is saying, and that is the message to you. So as soon as you realize that you're a masterpiece, but it's like a holographic, it's like a 3D, 4D print, it's, it's, it's always taking shape and form, then you're going to attract that. Because I feel like you tend to attract people that are like, just not there yet, or you're connecting into the potential. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you're like waiting for them to kind of get better, but you're doing the same thing for yourself. You're waiting for you to get better, right? So mm-hmm. through the relationships, you're you're living that out. I would probably say October, November, time of Scorpio maybe even, there could be somebody else um, around you. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's gonna it's gonna move much slower. That's what your higher self wants you to s- slow it down and focus on your career. Oh, career, but also focus on friend. Okay, people that are around you, like community or group. Um, you're gonna have a better because I feel this person wasn't. I don't feel they were like minded to you, right? My my ex, no. Here's what I'm hearing, Keisha. I'm hearing it was a fixer-upper. <laughs> yes. It very much so, and it was, it was a headache. <laughs> yeah, it was a fixer-upper. So uh, here's the deal. You're, now, not to say that in, again, it, again, it's uh, so vibrational, but, um, yeah, you just need to shift that piece, and you're going to attract differently, okay? Okay. You just, you need to shift that piece. And, um, so it is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What? No, I was saying, so it's just shifting my mindset to, like, that I have this time limit and that, you know, like, because I feel like, like, I feel like with women, we have this time clock. Like, you feel like, you know, like, I want kids. I've always wanted kids. I've always wanted to be married. So I feel like that society puts us on this time clock. And it's, it's, well, we got to just, yeah. We got to learn to disengage with that. I mean, my mom had my brother, one of them, at, I think, I don't know, she was 44, 46. I have friends and clients that have children at 46, 47. I have a client, one that did, had natural, two natural births, one at 51 and 53. Another, uh, my, one of my manicurists years ago had her fifth child at 56, natural. Natural. Yeah. I'm not saying every, this is way for everybody, but I have seen women in their 20s that have, you know, problems with fertility or issues, I should say problems, but challenges. So that is a mindset. Um, I'm not saying it has to happen that, but 
you know, we've got to remember a lot of what we have on the planet is here because of our mindset, our beliefs. We're holding it in place. We're agreeing to it. And the more we agree, to, you don't want to resist it, but just opening for the possibility, opening for something different. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember one time seeing, I went out for a run, and my one neighbor, I hadn't seen her for a while, and she came out, and she was just clearly, like, I don't know, like, eight months pregnant. She was, and she was on the jogger, you know, the little, um, I don't know why she had a stroller jogger, but anyway, she was, and I said, oh, congratulations, it's great, and I said, I didn't know you were pregnant. She goes, yeah, and it's my first. She goes, at 47, she was a teacher, educator. And, um, and not in vitro or anything. She said, yeah, naturally, you know, we tried for years, and then we stopped, and then, you know, you know, I got to have a baby. So, um, yeah. so I just feel like for you, you're, you're shifting a lot of minds, you know, your mindset. That's what's happening. But it's also that you, you, you it's, it, see, it's aligning more to the soul and the soul t- timetable. And it's also um, for you, like knowing that okay, I'm evolving. I can att- I can attract a high level because okay, here's the deal. One of my one of my um, mentors and teachers one time said, it's possible to be very conscious in all a lot of areas in your life and not as conscious in one area. So I feel for you, it's it's not stopping yourself from what you want. The idea. So that's it. Due to the idea of consciousness, um, and yeah. it's also not getting these fixer uppers. Yeah, that's the key. No more fixer right. uppers. Yeah, I'm, I'm over that for sure. <laughs> All right, Keisha, keep okay. us posted. You take care. Thank you. You as well. You too. Bye. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Jasmine. Hi, Jasmine. Welcome. So um, my son has been um, having nightmares and very bad dreams for the past two months. Um, He's been waking Mm -hmm. up out of his sleep, screaming. Um, This morning he screamed and, and fell out of his bed. The dream was so bad. And um, I was just, my question is, um, what exactly is going on um, with him subconsciously, and how can I help him to address um, his issues in, while he's awake in his waking life? Mm-hmm. You can't. He should be making the call. I, I feel he has some suppressed memory. Have you guys gotten closer yeah, we have. Um, yeah. He had a very rough childhood, yeah, and that's um, what it is. he does it's have a lot of emotional. You, yeah, you yeah. can't do it for him. It's the fact that you're getting closer or that you got closer is what I'm hearing. And it's okay. it's triggering some things that he doesn't want to have to look at. But mm-hmm. he has to be the one reaching out and wanting to get help and wanting to look at this. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I feel that it's it's it's, it's like as soon as he gets closer, gets more intimate with someone, more kind of revealing, mm-hmm. th- this this clamp comes down. Okay. Yeah, because we are okay. we are in therapy now, and he's been talking to a counselor, 
but he mm-hmm. doesn't want to speak about the emotions that make him, you know, that are he feels are painful for him. And I told him that he has to start talking about it little by little. Um, and he's he's just not he's really really scared to do that. Well, so. there is your answer. What, have you brought it up in, with, to the therapist? Yes, I have. Um, I just I feel like there she's just not asking the right questions or maybe um, getting asking the right questions to get him to go a little deeper. So well, see, that's the problem. Really un- not all therapists. Yeah, see, we, a lot of times I, I learned this in my psychology course and training um, and counselor training that people will seek the level of therapist to how much they want to change. It's a mirror. That's why there's transference. So if people don't mm-hmm. really want to change, like years ago I dated a guy that turned out was a narcissist, borderline, he, and, and I knew it. I saw everything. I tried to tell the therapist. He didn't believe me until the end, and he finally agreed. Because I just wouldn't look it online. I just started putting things in. This person does this. My boyfriend does that. And, oh, it just came up, you know, every single, mm-hmm. you know, characteristic and behavior. Um, but – but he chose the therapist because I said, oh, we have to go to therapy. And the therapist ended up being a narcissist. <laughs> mm. Wow. So, uh, in therapy, asking me to come on my podcast and saying it would really help him. Now, that is about as narcissistic wow. as you can get. <laughs> so he chose that, you know. So we were only going so far, you know, in the therapy because this is what he chose and what he attracted. It wasn't bad. I learned you know, quite a bit in the, in the therapy. Um, but that's because I had my own therapist and I also really wanted to learn and grow. So I did what the therapist said. I did the books, I did the CDs, I did all that. He didn't so much. Mm-hmm. And he let mm-hmm. he stayed where I moved on to somebody, a different therapist, but just staying with mine, he stayed with his that just enabled and enabled him. So mm-hmm. that I, that's, I don't know what to tell you. I just feel like you have to hand it to him the only thing that you can do is in therapy is just say that it's a concern or issue for you. Um, mm-hmm. See, the therapist, is, it's, it's an interesting thing because you have to build rapport, which takes at least a good six, eight months, sometimes longer, depending on where people are at. And so the mm-hmm. therapist may not want to alienate your partner, maybe trying to still establish rapport and knowing that, see, your timeline of how much you want to jump in and work through things might be much quicker than your partner, mm-hmm. you know, your boyfriend. It, it might be you you jump in at the six-month or eight-month or the year, and he's two years, three years, oh, now I'm ready to talk about this. And so if they're a good therapist also, so it may not be the therapist is remiss, it may be the therapist realizes that, He's just not ready to talk about it, and then it's not therapeutic. Right. You know, it doesn't work. If you if you bring stuff up and the person's not really ready to address it, they just clamp down in other ways. They're they're not as engaged. They may know of the issue, may keep, they may, may be talking about it, but the therapeutic process, you know, isn't really there. Yeah. So that could also be what's going on with the therapist because if you're if, if you, it sounds like you both aren't at the same level, and maybe you're having to to learn that, maybe take that energy uh, back for yourself, right? Uh, yeah, sorry. I mean, it's hard when you have another person because they're at their own pace. 
you know. So, um, so what? So should I just stay open with my son, or just continue to try to help him to, um, you know, get him to open up a little more, or just no, talk, no, make it more See, comfortable you're being for ther- him? No, no, you're you're being therapist number two. See, that's okay. the problem. It's codependent. Yeah. See, that's the hardest thing is you see the potential. It's like Keisha, the person before. <laughs> you see the potential, yeah. but the potential is you know it, it doesn't get it doesn't always get actualized. That's what we have to realize with people. And sometimes people just go as far as they can, or they're just really slow. Mm-hmm. You know, or they're not going to go any further. They're, 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 yeah. That's not in their design this lifetime. They're, that's it. They're, they're, they get maxed out. They can't handle it. They're just they don't have the capacity. Right. All right. So, so I'll just I'll just leave him where he's at, and when he wants to when he wants to start talking, then I'll I'll go from there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can right. you can say this to me is going to is an issue and is hurtful i don't like to see you hurting like this and it's also a little unnerving you waking up and screaming i really wish you would address this for yourself and for us and then leave it mm-hmm. you can put it all objectively nicely on the table express because you want to be able to express your feelings in this mm-hmm. and you know if it comes up I mean, you can bring it up, like, here it is again. I feel it's not impacting us. But at, at some point, after a few of those kinds of co- dialogues and conversations, you're just going to have to let it go and okay. just accept him as he is. And now, right. you know, that's the greatest lesson. I think <laughs> people that are more aware, awake, we have to learn, you know, that sometimes you just have to let things go. You just, It is what it is. You know, not everything is a teachable moment. Not everything brings more growth. It it brings Mm -hmm. the growth back to us. Like, okay, I just have to let this go. I just have to let it be. This is it. Accept it or move on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let us know how you're doing and nurture you. Do some extra nurturing for you. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Hi. Welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Um, hi, Michelle. I'm so hi. excited. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Tell me, tell me. This my, um, there's so many areas. Um, Wait, tell me your first name. Uh, Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. Welcome. Then, What's your question? Hi. Thank you so much. There's so many areas that um, that have been challenging for such a long time, so I can't just pick one. Can you tell me what you see for me? No, because I want you to be invested. I, and this is just a yes. quick check-in, a quick little, okay. you know, little reading. Yeah, go ahead. Been, um, we've been having financial issues. My husband and I own okay. a business, and my children, one's moved back home, and my other one's moving back home. So do you see if things are going to get better for us, for me? Well, yes. I feel like, there, I feel like there's... Um, I'm hearing persistent effort. Yeah, they will get better, but you're having to make some changes. Um, feels like routine, lifestyle. There, there's some changes that are either you have made or are making that will be helpful. Um, 
but if there's a process, it's a, it's, a, it's a long haul. So something you guys are doing on a day-to-day level is change. It could be work, could be different work, or, or more work coming in. Or, um, Yeah, so I'm hearing you, yeah, you need to um, basically keep doing what you're doing, but, there, but it isn't an overnight thing. Whatever, whatever the things you're working on right now, there's a process to it. And somehow it's also changing your routine or looking at what you do on a day-to-day level, whether at home and or work or both, okay? Okay. So, yeah, I hope that makes sense for you. Well, sort of. <laughs> okay. I don't quite. I mean, um, we work at a business, so maybe things are going to change there. But uh, like I said, my you children work at are, a are moving back home. Yeah, well, see, that's routine. See, that's what I'm saying day to day. Yeah, it is routine. It's your root. Yeah, so I don't know what it, I mean, without doing a full reading on you, you maybe call in for, you know, make an appointment. If there's something you're doing, it could be you're taking on too much and maybe the kids aren't helping out. So there's something with the day-to-day routine that has to change. Maybe you get up at a different time. Maybe you focus on yourself more. So it's routine and also the work, the the work that you do. It could be taking on a second job. It could be getting up, you know, getting up earlier or doing something before the kids are out or assigning them something. Because, see, abundance, money isn't just about money. It's also about our consciousness. So if we are overtaxed or overstretched or overdoing for other people and not enough for us, eventually that's, that's going to affect our bit. Make sense? Oh, yeah. Alrighty, Thank Mom. you. You take care. Mm-hmm. Thank take you so much, station. Michelle. <laughs> You're very welcome. Much peace. Hi. Welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi. Um, thank you. This is Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome. What's your question? Um, yeah. Yeah, my question is that I have been working um, on a memoir um, for quite a while, and I sent it to an editor, um, and she told me that the writing was great, uh, but that she thinks it's not marketable. And it's not finished yet, and I'm wondering whether you think I should continue with it, Um, or whether I should just kind of give up on it. I'm hearing continue with it. It could be a different person, or you could even self-publish. I feel like it needs to come out and through you. There's something, yeah, and you have the gift of writing. So um, I'm hearing to follow your heart. I'm hearing to follow up on it and not to... um, night to give up. There might be some changes to it. I do see you working with an editor, so I don't know if it's the length or something about the way it's laid out. It does show there will be some changes, but I do feel that you're going to find somebody that believes in it, is what I'm hearing. Okay, and so okay. Um, yeah, do you do you suggest that I should like look for another editor or maybe look for an agent yeah. or go directly go directly to a publisher or I would do it all because you don't know yet. I sometimes call that the WTF, just throw stuff out there. I definitely see you working mm-hmm. with a different editor. I definitely see somebody else. So I, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe don't be so attached to how it gets published. 
but put it out there. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't scrap it is what I'm hearing. I, I wouldn't just scrap it or okay. just let it go. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you All so right, much. Jeannie. You're so welcome. Take good care. Okay, you too. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Oh, it's me again. I didn't call again. Oh, what? Michelle, it's Yvonne. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, you did. Okay. Sorry. You did or you didn't? That's okay. <laughs> no, not again. You already gave me a reading. Thank you. Okay. You're so welcome. Yeah. Okay. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi. Hello. Hi. 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 Who's hi. this? Hi. Hi. My hi. name is Sunray. Hi, Sunray. Hi. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Michelle. Um, hi. So I have a question. Um, yes. And I feel like you definitely have touched base on this question with Keisha, with Yvonne, with Elizabeth. And, I mean, I just, I'm feeling the intense energy that you've been talking about with the movement. And, like, there's a lot of changes. That? Oh, yeah, definitely, especially as I'm listening to you and especially as I'm listening to everyone else's questions um, because you definitely have, like, answered some of my own concerns while, you know, helping these individuals. So I feel like collectively I feel that there's a lot of changes happening at work, with friends, with relationships, Mm -hmm. with home, with finances, and as of recently, I've been, like, learning more about my value, my worth, and my purpose. Oh, nice. Yes. And I just wanted to know if you had any insight as to where we're all headed collectively because, you know, I'm not the only one going through the same. No, the same, that's the reading the I just not... did for the weekend. Oh. That's the reading I just did for the weekend. Yeah, I did a pick a card on this for the weekend because I was feeling this collective, um, oh, my God, I would say collective house cleaning or rearranging, which is interesting because I just rearrange where I do my videos. Um, You know, there's a lot about the other, and it could be this uh, Chiron and, you know, Aries, um, it, it could, you know, this deeper healing. Um, when Aries comes up, I think we're going to have a, what, where's my astrologers? I haven't looked well, at Aries, anything because I've just been channeling. already, right? Right, but Aries, do we have a Libra? Do we have, yeah, do we have a, um, see, a full moon? We must have a full moon coming up in Libra. Yes, it's coming up. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm, yeah. a Libra, uh, I'm a Libra moon, Gemini rising. Oh, okay. Oh, you're getting doubly with the North Node in Gemini. So you're really getting a redirection of energy. So I feel that. I feel the, the Mercury. I, I'm getting, you know, the Uranus and Taurus, the freeing up, you know, embodying the energy. Um, I feel like we're going to be looking at people and relationships differently, but probably also with all this, you know, the air energy, the mental realm, more dispassionately, but more bluntly. You know, again, it's more of the if you like work in an office or you're in some kind of community, you see yeah, how yeah, people are. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's, there's a lot of community happening at home, at work. Yeah. There's a lot of like, there's management styles for, that are like now we're as employees learning our value and we're like stepping up or, we're, we're making our voices heard. We're saying, yeah. Hey, 
things have got to change. All of that, but see, like, the next level, because it's, like, all coming up, the next level is how do we realistically deal with each other when we start seeing where each other is really at? Because we're not going to be able to X everybody out. Everybody has certain gifts and is needed and necessary, but we are going to have to have, I call them inner boundaries, where we see where somebody's really at and we don't hold them, like, hostage, like, you know, I'm not going to do this project with you or I'm not going to do this or you can't be in my community or my group because you're this way or that way. We're going to have to learn how to manage the relating patterns, which is basically the energy of ourselves and of others. Um, And that's why I feel it's reflected in the readings, and even you said that, Sunray, I think you're really spot on. Um, It's reflected in what's happening with people personally, individually right now in reading, because that's where we're going. We, We can't just say, oh, you know, you have this pattern or relating pattern or you're abu- it's abusive, so you need to go over there. You know, there, there's no more islands, you know. There's no more. Like, you need to go. People aren't going to go to another island. And so we have to learn how how to have that compassion, the heart open, but still realistic, protective, still, like, not fool ourselves and go, oh, I wish they were this way or they were that way. Or I want to open up to them more, or you open up to them, and now they've they've told everybody all your deepest secrets or what you're going through, and you knew it. You knew it. You go, gosh, I knew I couldn't trust that person. You know, they're this way, they're that way, they're gossip. But they may be on your team. They may be in your group. They may be in your community. So I feel like this is a next level um, for the star seeds that are light workers, the way showers, the the um, the healers is it's a, it's a deeper level of self-responsibility, right? Of course, which mm-hmm. is Aquarius mm-hmm. energy, that self-responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that eventually will shift personality disorders <laughs> eventually because my guys have told me we won't have those anymore. They're, they're a product of upbringing. You know, there's, the soul comes uh-huh. in malleable to it, but it definitely happens yeah. on the earth experience. But uh-huh. it's not going to happen except by the light workers, by the way showers. It's not going to happen except by those people that are more other directed to see how they affect people, you know, their part in it. And so, yeah, I feel like there's like a real, I think politically what was going on, and we all know president, you know, we can name names of mm-hmm. the, the personality mm-hmm. characteristics, but I feel that brought everything up. But the thing is, if someone is less self-aware it's not their responsibility to change. Mm. You know, when I, mm-hmm. year, yeah, when I, Dr. D. Hahn, thank you for that, uh, years ago in the 90s when I was, went back to school and I was studying, and I was like mm-hmm. really doing thriving and doing well, and I was attracting these relationships, and I'm like, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're doing that. I can't, how did they treat me this way? Or how did they treat that person? Or why are they doing this? And he said, well, why, why wouldn't they? And I go, what do you mean, why wouldn't they? He goes, mm. They're not in therapy. They're not in counseling. They're not doing workshops and retreat. They're not aware. They're not aware. They're not awake. He said, it's up to you. He goes, they're not. He goes, you're the one that has the consciousness. He goes, it's up to the one with the consciousness, the more advanced or higher consciousness, more expansive consciousness to make the changes. So we resisted that in our society. And our light work, we resisted that as light workers and way showers. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we mm-hmm. see it, we point it out, and we say, we want you to change. But 
those other reflections, a lot of them do not have the capability to change. They can morph a little, they can adjust a little, but the big growth, the awakening, no, no, no. And they're not meant to. Eventually mm-hmm. that, that, be, that reflection will fall away. It'll be extinct because there's only one source, right? It's an aspect of us that's playing mm-hmm. out. So we have right. to be the ones that make the changes. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're yeah. going. That's the energy. Oh, that's, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Lots of change. Powerful, of change. right? And then one last, one last question. Um, yeah. You mentioned Salon before, uh, especially with your introduction of your Wednesday shows. Uh, I have a tarot salon, and obviously, oh, nice. of course, with COVID and everything, I haven't been able to open up my tarot salon. Any guidance there? Uh-huh. Um, when, why maybe. haven't you been able to, I think salon, you could open it, right? Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a place too. There's just a lot of like management in my building that's preventing me from opening up. And there's a lot of anxiety, whether I will be like pushed away or get in trouble or be evicted for opening up my okay, business. Okay, then do it. Then I would say do it, do it online, you know? Maybe have a little oh. bit of a think. Maybe have a little bit of a, um, a meditation on it and see what you're drawn to, what opens up for you. Okay. See the, okay. the idea right. that opens up for you. Great. All right, Sunray, great, great to Michelle. connect with your energy. Thank you so much Life for fun. calling in. Thank so you. Appreciate I it. appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello. Welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is Pastor Don Jr., CEO. I'm checking in. I'm loving your show. I, I got a real question, man. I just turned 43 uh, two days ago, and I'm looking at my life, and I know I'm right where God has me, where he wants me to be, but I know there's something more for me out there. And it's like weird things are happening. People that I've known, they passed away. I call the call myself. So I know that God is real. At the same instance, the yeah. virus is real. So, so I, my question to you is uh, being able to see, in fact, you can see things in the spirit more than the physical. What kind of physical steps can I take to kind of bring my life back structured? Because my whole life is going to turn upside down from the virus. I mean, okay, it's, it's crazy. And give me your first name, please. Uh, Don. D-O-N. Don. Don. Okay, Don. Hi. Okay, let's see. Thank you so much, Queen. You're doing a great job. I've been I've been just loving the energy of all the listeners and callers. Thank God for supporting the show. Right, thank you so much. Yeah, we get great great guests, great listeners that are participants that really help co create this. Um well, your partnership, okay, yeah. So there's a lot. It shows there could be some separate. Is there relationship issues that you're working through? Yeah. Yeah, that's the start. That's the start, Don. See if you can either, if you can't get out of the house to do some work or or, or online, I feel like you need a, another outlet. You need a place where... It's a little more like-minded for you, um, maybe a hobby. Get out of the house more, see if you can go for walks or something. But I feel like um, change of environment would be good for you to help kind of clear the, your mind and to help you focus. 
Um, and I do feel you have some ideas that you want to do, that you want to do, maybe work ideas and things. So you need the place where you can do that. And just give yourself a little bit of a time, 30 minutes, an hour a day. If you can't do it daily, maybe once or twice a week. Little by little to work on those goals, those dreams that you want, okay? I do feel for you like a spiritual center, a church, whether in person or online, where you can get some inspiration and insight will support you. Right now you need support so you can move forward on some of the things that you want to do. Amen. All right, Don, well, I hope I, that helps. I, I just want to say this to you right now. That was a, you're right on the money, right on point, and that's been in my spirit for a long time, and it's good to be able to be a pastor and call into your show because so many times people say, oh, consult the mediums, but in the Bible they teach us that they, the man of God consults the mediums when he was instructed to by God. So everything happens for a reason. I'm glad that I, I came with show that. Really gave me a lot of time. Oh, I'm glad you called in and just keep us posted and just take it step by step. Um, We've got a good guest coming on. That might be a good place to start to get some inspiration and insight, okay? Oh, I'm going to listen. Okay, you take care. You're welcome. Oh, I love this show. All right, everyone, it is time for our second half of the program. I mentioned a little bit about our guest at the top of the program, but those of you that are joining us now, it is time for our Awakening Dialogue. And today we have Dr. Bradley Nelson, who's a veteran holist physician. Dr. Bradley Nelson um, is one of the world's foremost experts on natural methods of achieving wellness. He has trained thousands of certified practitioners worldwide to help people overcome physical and emotional discomfort by releasing their emotional baggage. We need that. That is for sure. Um, He's here today to talk about his best-selling book, The Emotion Code, which provides a step-by-step instruction format for working with the body's energy healing power. Um, And also, we're going to be talking about his self-study course, The Body Code. I'm very interested to hear um, about these and how they interface together. Uh, welcome to the program, Dr. Bradley Nelson. Welcome. Good to have you here. Well, it's great to be here, Michelle. Thanks for having me on. You're so welcome. So, um, wow, a lot of people right now, <laughs> callers before and callers you might have heard, um, this is, I feel, really going to strike um, a note, a chord um, but before we dive in, I want to get a little bit about your background and how you came to this focus um, emotionally and also working emotionally as well as with the body, with releasing pain and trauma. Well, absolutely. I, uh, I started out as a uh, doctor of chiropractic, and um, as time went on, I uh, began seeing people that had more difficult problems uh, than just uh, neck pain or back pain. Um, I began seeing people really, uh, before long, uh, I was like a family doctor. I was seeing people of all ages that had all kinds of situations, all kinds of problems going on, Um, everything from depression to anxiety to phobias to panic attacks to PTSD, eating disorders, uh, Mm self-sabotage of all kinds. 
along with the typical uh, more common chiropractic issues like migraine headaches and back pain and neck pain and things like that. But I was also working uh, gradually with people because I was taking care of families. Uh, I started seeing people that had been diagnosed with various different problems and diseases and uh, things like infertility and asthma, digestive disorders, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, uh, uh, even cancer cases occasionally. And what I found was that all of these people had something in common, no matter how old or young they were, uh, no matter um, you know, what sex they were, no matter what they'd been diagnosed with, they all had something in common. And what that was was something that uh, I came to call trapped emotions, literally their emotional baggage. In other words, when we go through intense emotional events, uh, mm-hmm. And we move on with our lives, and we think that we, we came through that unscathed. The reality of it is we have emotional baggage that we have carried with us from those emotional events. And so you know, if you think back to when you were a kid, maybe you were bullied. Maybe you cried yourself to sleep at night. Maybe you had to listen to your parents argue. Um, maybe you went through some breakups in junior high or high school. I think we probably all did. Um, maybe you've been through a divorce or maybe a couple, uh, maybe someone close to you has died or maybe there's, you know, we, we all go through these traumatic kinds of things and the emotions that we experience during those events can stay with us and become an underlying cause later of physical pain and all of these other mental and emotional issues and uh, the emotional baggage that we have is a Uh, It's a piece of every disease process that we've seen now in over 30 years working with people all over the world. There was always an emotional component to illness. And so what the emotion code is, is it's um, it's just a really simple way to find that emotional baggage that's in your way, to, to find that baggage, that emotional baggage you've been dragging through life, right? Trying to get ahead, trying to succeed, trying to make your life work. And uh, anybody can do this. It's a real simple, easy process to find uh, these trapped emotions and get rid of them. Wow. Okay. So you saw, was it this similar emotions that you saw with people that, that um, were having perhaps chronic pain or illness? Um, was it the same emotions or it was same, it was sub, same set? Well, you know, that's a great question. That's a great question, Michelle. And, you know, the interesting thing about it is we have a chart that is composed of 60 emotions that we use. It's divided up into two columns and six rows. And it covers all the emotions that we experience. And the question that you're asking is, well, do people who have, for example, migraines, do they usually have the same kind of emotions trapped? Or to people who are mm-hmm. suffering from depression, is it usually the same emotions? And, you know, the fascinating thing is it runs the gamut. It's, uh, I haven't really oh, seen any patterns. Yeah. So uh, ah. it is interesting. You know, I'll tell you, um, tell you a story. One of the very first people that I worked with that, that was um, kind of a dramatic thing was a woman came into me many years ago, thought she was having a heart attack. And she had crushing chest pain. She had difficulty breathing. The left side of her face was totally numb. Her left arm was totally numb. So, I mean, this looks like a heart attack. And I told my staff, we might need an ambulance. Luckily, we were right next to a medical center. But I did some testing on her really quickly and found she had a trapped emotion. Now, check this out. The trapped emotion was grief. 
and it had occurred three years earlier. Now, we're, we're able to get this information from the subconscious mind through muscle testing, which I'll explain in a minute, but okay. as soon as I arrived at this, this, this maybe took 30 seconds or a minute to arrive at this, that this trapped emotion of grief had occurred in her life three years earlier. When I uncovered that, she burst into tears, and she said, I can't believe that's affecting me. I thought I dealt with all that, and I said, well, what in the world yeah. happened to you? She said that three years before, her husband had been having an affair, and she found out about it and confronted him about it, and the whole thing just blew up. The marriage blew up. They ended up getting divorced. She was really deeply in love with him and planned on being with him forever, but uh, that was the end of it. And so um, she she went to therapy, dealt with it mentally. She'd spent about a year in therapy, and then had even recently gotten remarried so as far as she was concerned, that ex-husband was just her ex, and it was all over and behind her, and she was moving on with her life. However, the energy of the grief that she felt was actually stuck right there in her chest, right in her heart, and it was actually creating these symptoms of a heart attack. When I released that trapped emotion, when I released that emotional energy, which just takes a few seconds of swiping down the back, down the governing meridian, the feeling came back into her arm and into her face shoof, that fast. The chest pain was gone. Difficulty breathing was gone. She left the office 10 minutes later after laughing and joking with my staff about how bad off she had been and how much better she felt. And when she left, I remember sitting at my desk with my head kind of spinning, thinking, what in the world did I just witness? How, how is that possible wow. that a trapped wow. emotion could it really create all the symptoms of a heart attack. Well, now we know that people, for example, die from a broken heart. And um, no. that's something that they discovered in, in Japan, that now in the U.S. they call it cardiac syndrome. But literally, uh, your heart can just completely fail because of emotional stress. So trapped emotions are literally the energy of the emotions that we experience that are a little too powerful for us to deal with, those emotional energies become trapped in our bodies, and each trapped emotion is like a little ball of maybe anger or resentment or grief or depression or whatever it might be. And uh, each trapped emotion creates two effects on us. They, they tend to create this distorting effect on the tissues, but then they also create... Uh, they create mental and emotional issues. Let me share another story with you really quickly, if I can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a man that came into me many years ago who had really severe low back pain. On a 0 to 10 scale where 10 is go to 9, you know, go to the ER, he was a 9, so he was really bad. And uh, I started testing him and right away found he had a trapped emotion. The emotion was anger, and it had occurred 20 years before. And when I arrived at that through muscle testing... He immediately said, oh, yeah, I remember what that was. It was really difficult. He'd been falsely accused of some things at work and was really angry about it. Well, um, that energy was very powerful at that time 20 years before, and, and it became stuck in his body. So now he's got this ball of energy in his low back uh, distorting the normal energy field of the body. When I released that trapped emotion, suddenly the pain was just completely gone from a nine to a zero in the snap of a finger, and he's bending over, and he's twisting this way and that way and exclaiming, you can't believe it, it's gone. And I was grateful that it worked so well. So what was going on there? Well, 
When you have a trapped emotion, it's, a, it's like a ball of energy. The body itself, you see, is nothing but an energy field. And um, mm-hmm. that's the crazy thing about these bodies that we live in, but that's what quantum physicists have been telling us for over 100 years now. But the interesting thing about this was he came back a couple days later, and here's what he said. He said, Dr. Nelson, you know, he said, my back pain still is gone, and I still can't believe it. But he said, when I came in here, I had another issue going on I didn't tell you about. He said, for as long as I can remember... I've been what you'd call a rageaholic. He said, I, I've got a hair trigger temper. I'm always kind of on edge and things set me off really easily. I've got to watch the road rage. I've been to anger management several times. Hasn't really helped me. But he said, since you released that trapped emotion of anger from me, I don't feel it anymore. I just feel kind of relaxed. I feel kind of peaceful. Things don't set me off. A lady cut me off in traffic. Didn't set me off like it normally would have. And he said, I feel like a really different kind of like a different person. He said, how does that work? Well, here's what happens when you have a trapped emotion. He had a trapped emotion of anger in his low back. And when a situation would come along in his life where he might tend to feel that emotion, he would feel it much more easily, much more readily than he otherwise would because literally part of his body was feeling that emotion, that vibration of anger 24-7. So think about this. The average adult has probably several hundred trapped emotions. So getting rid of these can wow. really change how you feel and, 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 yeah, and how your personality manifests and what you're able to create in your life and so on. Well, now, what is this, where does um, grief or processing or counseling come into this? It, like you said, the woman, you've given a couple of examples mm-hmm. of people thought they had dealt with it. Is it because it's right. not released in the body? It's more of a mental focus or cognitive that it doesn't necessarily release within the body? Well, right. What the emotion code is about is it's about finding these, these energies, the energy of these emotions that literally is, mm-hmm. you know, that you could refer to as our emotional baggage. So when people mm-hmm. deal with things mm-hmm. mentally, and hey, that's great. Going to therapy, having cognitive therapy is all great. But on the other hand, I can't tell you how many times in practice uh, and over the last 30 years, people have said to me, when we find emotional baggage, they would say things like, gee, you know, I spent a long time in therapy trying to deal with that. Um, I'm surprised that that's showing up. Well, yeah. therapy, uh, like cognitive therapy, does not remove the energy that is trapped in the body. That's, it deals with it on I a wanted, mental yeah. level, which is great. And that can right. be very, very useful. But a lot of the time what we find is that when you, when you go in and you, you find the emotional energies that are there, the trapped emotions, and you release those, um, oftentimes people don't need therapy. Or if they do, uh, it ends up working a lot better. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Um, now, you also have, I want to touch on... Um, well, let's go dive deeper into the book, The Emotion Code. And I'm also curious about the self-care, um, the study course, um, mm-hmm. the body code. So I'm kind of interested in, like, the, the interface of the two, if there's a mm-hmm. difference. Um, okay. And how they, yeah, and how they interface together, yeah. Okay, sure. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Uh Going into the healing arts was really an answer to prayer for me. Um, first of all, 13 years old, I was diagnosed with kidney disease. There was nothing that uh, Western medicine had to offer. Uh, 
uh, it was about 50% uh, fatal. So um, it was kind of rolling the dice that I was going to survive or not. My parents decided, since Western medicine had nothing available to offer me, that they would take me to see some, uh, some alternative holistic doctors, which they did. And um, mm-hmm. I started getting well right away. And uh, within a few weeks, I was totally better. My parents took me back to the hospital. They ran all the tests again. And, uh, and I was cured. And it, uh, it, but I knew in my heart that uh, it was these holistic doctors that had helped me. So I decided at age 13 I wanted to become a doctor. So um, I got sidetracked for a while. But then eventually it was a very powerful answer to prayer that brought me back to the healing arts and going into chiropractic. So when I got into practice, I developed this habit of asking for help from up above. I believe in God. And, and so I would just silently ask for help, just offer a short prayer uh, for each person that I saw for all those years. It was a totally private, totally personal habit. Nobody ever knew that I was actually saying a short prayer for them, but I was. And, um, right. and that's, that was really, I think, the biggest key to all of this. What I found over those years was that sometimes people would come in to see me that had problems going on that I didn't really know how to approach and in response to that silent prayer for help, sometimes information would just flood into me like an avalanche of understanding. So here's what I found. I found that there are really six different kinds of imbalances that we suffer from that create all of our physical and mental and emotional problems. And uh, those are things like Pathogens, of course, like we're going through a pandemic right now. That's a pathogen. Parasites, mold, fungal infections, things like that. Those are all, those are all pathogens. Another category of imbalances that we suffer from that creates sickness for us and illness for us is misalignment. Misalignment of any bone, any tissue in the body uh, can create trouble. And then, of course, another category is really nutritional or lifestyle um, like if you don't have enough certain vitamins or minerals, you're not going to be as healthy as you could be. If you're not getting enough sleep, et cetera. Another category is toxins. We live in a very toxic world. If you're toxic, you're not going to be as healthy as you could be. Those toxins need to be identified and removed. Another kind of imbalance is, is uh, what we call the energetic imbalances, things like trapped emotions. That's a whole other area. And then imbalances of the circuitry of the body. The body is very highly organized into chakras and meridians and, and uh, uh, systems and so on. And so you can find imbalances going on there. So because I used to be a computer programmer back in the 80s, in the early 80s, when I became a chiropractor in the late 80s, I always had a computer there with me, and I was always trying to categorize and organize the things that I was finding on my patients. So eventually I put together this system that I called the body code. And um, it's a very rapid way to zero in and identify imbalances that uh, might be going on with people. Um, currently, it's called the Discover Healing app. Uh, it's available on, um, you know, of course, uh, Google Play and the App Store and so on. And uh, there's a free 30-day trial on it, and then there's a small uh, subscription fee after that if you want to keep it. But um, to give you an idea how powerful this is, I mean, think about this, Okay. We all have a conscious mind, and our conscious mind is where we spend all of our waking hours and where we make our decisions and we have our relationships and we take our tests and take our classes and go to school and work our jobs and so on. Meanwhile, we have this other vastly powerful intelligence within each one of us that is the subconscious mind. 
And the subconscious mind is keeping track of everything. It remembers everything, every face you've ever seen in a crowd, every moment of your life, everything you've ever eaten or tasted or touched or smelled, the whole history of your health or disease. It's all logged in that subconscious mind. Now, as a, as a, a computer programmer, when I went to chiropractic school, my instructors would say things like, the brain is the most amazing computer that we know of. And, and I would sit there and think, well, if it's really a computer, will we ever have the technology to ask questions and get answers out of the computer? Because that would be such a great way to figure out what's really wrong with people. And that is exactly what we do now with the body code and the emotion mm. code as well. The emotion code is part of the body code. Let me tell you a story about how powerful this can be. I had a, uh, I had a patient that came to me. We'd been hospitalized for five days, and uh, she had this terrible pain in her abdomen. And they ran every test that they knew of and couldn't figure out what was wrong with her, so they finally released her. And uh, she came into my office. I used the body code and found some imbalances going on with her. One of the things that I found, and there are thousands and thousands of different possibilities, but it's very, very rapid. One of the things that I found was that she had a deficiency of chromium the element. And, uh, and I told her, I said, Hey, uh, we're out of chromium right now, but I think you need some, I didn't really think very much about it. Now this woman was really in severe pain. Well, the next day she comes back, she's even in worse pain and I didn't know what to do. I thought they must've missed something at the hospital. This woman is in so much pain. She's probably going to burst her appendix and, and she's going to die. And, uh, I didn't know what else to do. So I got out the body code and started asking questions of her subconscious mind. And out of all the thousands of possibilities, the very first thing that came up was that she needed chromium. And, and at that moment, I remembered, oh, right, that showed up yesterday. I thought it was an incidental thing. But I said, listen, your body, I think, really needs chromium. I want you to leave my office right now, go down the street, go to the health food store, buy some chromium, ask them for some water, open it up, take some right then, don't wait, uh, and then come back. 20 minutes later, this woman is literally jumping up and down in my waiting room. And she's saying, I'm fixed. I'm fixed. I can't believe it. She said the moment she took the chromium, the pain that she'd had for a week, the severe pain was just instantaneously gone. And she said to me, she said, how did that work? And I said, well, I really don't know. I have no idea. I still have no idea. But you see, What we're doing with the body code and the emotion code is we're giving the subconscious mind of each person the ability to speak finally and to actually Mm. tell us what it really needs. I mean, what do you really need? You see, when somebody comes down with some kind of a problem, when when they're diagnosed with some kind of a disease or they've got these persistent headaches or they've got this back pain or they can't conceive a child or whatever it is, Western medicine basically just throws things at them to see what's going to stick, right? And Mm -hmm. mostly pharmaceuticals just suppress people's symptoms. But, you know, the reality of it is these bodies of ours um, have all the answers within. And so that's that's really how the body code works. Uh, And the nice thing about it is anybody can learn how to do it, either the body code or the emotion code. They're very, very simple. We have kids doing this. The youngest kid, the youngest child that we know of is... uh, Five years old, um, she uses the body code on her mom's iPad. She just touches the symbols, finds imbalances, and then she'll take it to her mom and say, Mom, Mommy, Daddy has this. And her mom checks, and kid's always right. 
I love it. I love. So, talk to me a little bit about. Um, I, I looked on your site, the starter kit. I, I'm taking it. So you've got the book, the Emotion Code, the Self Study mm-hmm. Course, the Body Code, and then an app. Is that included in the starter kit, um, and or what is the starter kit? Well, the Emotion Code starter kit. If you go to Discover Healing dot com you'll see right there okay. at the at the very uh right there at the top of the page it says get the emotion code starter kit and start unpacking your emotional baggage what the emotion code starter kit is is it's the first couple of chapters of the emotion code book that you can download and read and um, you can do it for free and then if you decide you want to go ahead and get the book of course the book's available on amazon through our website um, audible.com is an audio book. It's available at all the bookstores. It's available everywhere. And um, uh, it's, the book is really a how-to. It's a how-to guide mm-hmm. really, to release your own emotional baggage. Now, we've got practitioners all over the world who also, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, they do this for a living. And uh, this work is done at a distance as well as live and in person. So by going to Discover oh, okay. Healing, you can click. Yeah, there's a button there. You can click on the practitioner map, and you can see people all, literally all over the world. We have uh, we have over 7,000 uh, practitioners that we've certified in the Emotion Code now in um, in about 80 countries or more. So the map covers the whole world, but um, because this work is done at a distance as well as live and in person, uh, you may find the ideal person for you to work with is uh, maybe in Finland or Thailand or South Africa or, or Chile or something. <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. So is, I want to know the, the body code is within the emotion code you said. Are they just two different ways of looking at or accessing this trapped energy? Is one through the emotions and the other through the body? Is it well, is that too simple? Yeah, the way that it works is, yeah, like I mentioned, we, uh, the, what causes all of our symptoms, whether they're mental or emotional or physical, uh, what causes mm-hmm. our self-sabotage and what causes us to live lives that aren't really what they could be is the imbalances that we're suffering from. Now, the reason I wrote the Emotion Code book uh, and published mm-hmm. it first in 2007 was precisely because most of the imbalances that we suffer from are actually emotional baggage. And so mm. learning how to get rid of those um, is, is so important. And you can, uh, you can fix 80% of the problems that you have in your life. Um, in my experience, you can get rid of and fix just by releasing the emotional baggage. The body code comes in where the emotion code leaves off, even though it includes the emotion code the body code is, is much more comprehensive. With the emotion code, what you're doing is you're just looking for trapped emotions. You're just looking for emotional uh, baggage and releasing it. With the body code, you might be finding misalignments of bones. You might be finding, uh, uh, you might find a parasite going on in the body. You might find an, an acupuncture meridian imbalance or the aura, or you might find some kind of a toxin, maybe like a spider bite. You might find you've got a root canal that's creating toxicity. Um, so, the emotion code is part of the body code. It's included in the body code, but, um, uh, but the body so code Dr. is Brad, vastly do, do, inclusive. Mm-hmm. To find these things, like let's say even with the body code, 
Um, do people need to go to a practitioner, or does that happen through the app? Well, they can do this themselves, too. So in other words, um, anybody – well, let, let me tell you what happened. About a year after the Emotion Code book was published, I woke mm-hmm. up one morning, and my mind was full of instruction. And this mm. is a strange thing, okay? But I was told very specifically – you need to take everything that you've learned about natural healing and put it into a self-study course that anyone can learn and make it available to everyone everywhere. And so that's what the body code is. It's the result of that instruction. I never would have done, I really, I never would have created the body code, I don't think, because it was just so much work. It took years of work. Um, but uh but yeah, it's it's there. Now, there's nothing else like it in the whole world. I mean, it's it's actually patented um, because it's so effective. And uh, the nice thing about it is anybody can use it. We have people all over the world using it, um, from um, from mothers and fathers helping uh, each other and their kids and their uh, their parents and loved ones, um, to doctors. It's changing the practices of many healers and practitioners uh, all over the world. Because um, it's a completely different way of finding problems. It's, a, it's an extremely rapid way to get to the actual underlying roots of problems and actually fix them. And that's what, uh, that's what it's all about. It's about getting to the underlying causes of things and getting to the truth about what's really happening. Dr. Brad? Michelle? Well, I think, yeah. yeah. I think Did I, I cu- dropped out a sec- cut out for a second. Um, let me ask you, too, to kind of get the arch of this because you're looking at this holistically. And I, I want to give our listeners a more grounded perhaps and working view of um, holistic health or what a holistic mm-hmm. physician is or looking at wellness in a holistic fashion because that's, that's the model that you're using. So what would that be? Well, if, if you think about it, um, Western medicine is largely driven by the pharmaceutical companies. And um, so if you go to a doctor, um, it's very likely that uh, you're going to be prescribed some kind of medication. And that makes the drug companies happy. They're selling drugs. They'd like to get everybody using drugs uh, as early as possible. And because it's all about money and, and uh, return on investment and so on for them, and that's fine there in business. But, um, but the model of how we take care of ourselves in the, in the present day, the, the medical model, really is not working very well at all. For example, in the United States, we spend more money than any other country in the world on health care, and yet we have one of the lowest rankings uh, for actual health in the entire world. Uh, we rank, I believe, 33rd for infant mortality. Think about that. Um, wow. And here we have, yeah, we've, we've got all this money that we're throwing at health care, but really what we have is a sickness care system. Um, mm-hmm. If you go to a doctor and you're feeling healthy, well, he's just going to look at you like you're from the moon. Well, what are you, you, know, what are you doing here? They don't really want to see you until and unless you've got some kind of symptoms because then they've got a standard of care, they call it, where they'll give you certain drugs and so on. And, 
Um, the reality of it is it's, it's a terrible thing. But um, according to different studies, death by doctor uh, is actually the leading cause of death now in the United States. That um, wow. uh, mistakes that doctors make, um, actually uh, the third leading cause of death is, actu- is pharmaceutical drugs that are taken according to the directions and that kill mm. the patient. I mean, I think it's the equivalent of about three or four 747s crashing every single day. And yet, wow. um, you know, we, we're so used to it that it, it just goes on and on. We all know people, everybody. We all know people uh, or know of people who died um, because they were doing some kind of a medical process. I mean, it's, it's just how it is. So the reality of it is uh, there's always going to be a need for Western medicine. I mean, if you have some kind of an acute problem, then you mm-hmm. want to go to the, go to the ER, go see somebody. And doctors are fantastic. I mean, the technology they have now is just incredible for these acute problems. But, how often do most of us have acute problems? Well, really not that often, you know, once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife fell the other day uh, playing pickleball, and I took her to the ER. They took some x-rays and confirmed, hey, she, she's fine, and that was great. I was grateful we could do that. But the reality of it is most of the time, most of us don't need acute care. And Western medicine doesn't really do very well with chronic problems. They do great with acute problems. And so... What, what a holistic approach really means is that you try to look at the whole person. When I was in practice, uh, initially my training was just as a chiropractor, and so people would come in to see me, and I would realign bones in their spine. But as time went on, um, I started asking them questions about what they were eating and how they were sleeping, mm. because that's all part of the picture, right? How much stress are you under at work? Um, are you in some kind of abusive relationship? You know, what's going on? Because all of those things uh, come into uh, to play as well in a person's life. And so, um, so I spent many years uh, practicing, 20 years practicing. The last 10 years that I was in practice, the vast majority of the people that were coming to see me had been told there was really no hope for them uh, at all. Uh, there was no hope that they would ever get well. These are people that had been told they were incurable in Western medicine. And um, there's a Dr. John uh, DiMartini once said that incurable just means curable from within. And that's absolutely true uh, because the vast majority of those people with just a couple of exceptions were able to get well. And so, um, you know, in Western medicine, if, if you're told that what you have is incurable, what they're really telling you is what you have is not curable with drugs or surgery. Cause that's, basically the tools they have in their, in their doctor bag. And those things can be really appropriate at times, but, um, right. but a lot of the time there are natural things that can be done. Does that make sense? Yes. So is it, is it, it sounds like it's more natural, but is it also, and it sounds like it's also taking in different aspects or part of, an, of the individual in their life. So you're looking at more than just the symptoms, sounds like. Well, right, exactly. You know, it's interesting, uh, Michelle. When I was in practice, I got to a point where I really did not care much what a person had been diagnosed with. You know, every year 
they add more and more new diagnoses to the uh, to the ICD-9 book. It gets bigger and bigger, um, and you know they have to do that because they have to get paid, and they get paid based on the symptoms that somebody has and the diagnosis that can be given. But the reality of it is, um, the symptoms that we experience are really caused by the imbalances that are going on within us. Uh, and maybe those imbalances, maybe some of that is, is trapped emotions. Maybe there's some kind, of a, some kind of a low-grade infection going on in your body. Maybe you've got some misalignments. I remember there was a woman that came in to see me once who uh, had, had, um, had had migraine headaches for uh, about 20 years. And um, she actually came in for another problem, and uh, she had no idea that she could be helped. She had a migraine that had been going on for two weeks and uh, without a break, and she, was take, she had four different heavy-duty medications that she was taking. And, um, and I found a bone out of alignment at the base of her skull and realigned that bone, and instantly the migraine was gone. And she couldn't believe it. She didn't even come in for that. She had no idea that she could be helped with that. And a few days later... Yeah. It had still not come back, and she came back in to see me, and she was really angry. And at first, I thought she was angry at me, but I soon realized that it wasn't me. She was angry because she had spent – she basically missed 20 years of her life uh, because these migraines were a daily thing. She spent so, countless hours in dark rooms trying not to move or even breathe because the pain was so severe. In all those years, all the doctors that she had seen, and she'd seen nine or ten different medical doctors, they'd all told her the same thing. Well, take these drugs. We really don't know what causes migraines, but take these drugs, and that's about all you can do. Not one of them ever told her that there might be um, a reason for the migraines that might be easily corrected. I'm sure they didn't even know. None of them, none of them would know. They don't get that in any of their training. training. But she, she yeah. was angry at all the time she'd lost. She said to me, I'm, those 20 years, I'm never going to get those years back. And I'm so angry that nobody ever told me that I, I just didn't know. Um, and so... You know, you think about that and think about the symptoms that, that people have. Let me tell you something. 90% of all the physical pain that people have is actually due to emotional baggage. If you're in pain, if you're listening to this right now and you're in pain, think about that. There's a 90% probability that the pain that you're experiencing is actually due to some emotional baggage. Maybe it was from childhood. Maybe it was from your divorce. Maybe from the bad job that you had for a while. Uh, sometimes we actually inherit emotional energy at conception from mom or dad that they might have gotten at conception from their mom or dad. And sometimes these inherited energies can go back for generations. So finding and removing that baggage can make an immediate change. And that's what's really driving this, uh, this insane explosive growth of the emotion code all over the world because people pick it up and they read it and then they actually try it out and suddenly their neck pain's gone or their back pain's gone or whatever. Suddenly they feel better. And um, when that happens to you, you realize, okay, this is for real. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you, do you think we're moving more in that direction 
Do you think that um, processes, techniques, um, technology, like things that you're providing and others, that that will be more of a maybe mainstay, common mainstay? Well, absolutely. Uh, there have been many, uh, many very prominent physicians, scientists, researchers, uh, quantum physicists, and so on, who, who have said that uh, the future of medicine is energy medicine. And that's what the emotion code yep. is. That's what the body code is. Yeah. We've so had that, him on our show, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, Dr. Maynard. Yeah, there's, so you see that as well. That's, um, yeah. And that's why you're providing what you're providing, I would say, right? Because it fits in yep. with where we're going. Um, yeah, the we're winding out of time. Very practical. Dr. Mm -hmm. Bradley. So yeah. let's give um, our listeners your website. Um, of course, the book is The Emotion Code. You've got the self-study mm -hmm. course, The Body Code. Um, mm -hmm. Book available where all books are sold. And then if you just give your... Um, Website URL again so people can connect with you um, and perhaps this, the book, the starter app. That looks really good. Yeah, um, well. absolutely. Our, our website, our main website is discoverhealing.com because that's what we do. We help people to discover their own healing abilities and, just, and to discover healing for themselves. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I know a lot of our listeners will definitely benefit by this. We had a lot of people calling in that um, some of their questions, you know, or, or support they need right now on their path um, could benefit by this type of technology and focus. So uh, thanks for letting us know about you and your work. Appreciate you coming on the program. Thank you so much for having me on, Michelle. Take care. Take care. All right, everyone. Again, that was Dr. Bradley Nelson. Uh, we were talking about his book, The Emotion Code, and the self-study course, The Body Code. Um, information in the show's description box of how to reach him or any other information that you want. Um, Sheila, let's see. What Crystal Ball's got there. Michelle, I have a woman that I see that does this process and has helped me a lot. She talks about him. Oh, very cool, very cool. Okay. <laughs> Lynn, oh, I love it. Spiritual awakening does not appear in the ICD codes, nine codes, ICD-9 codes. Psychosis is, though. Yeah, got a, we got a little bit longer of a way to go in that. Um, Sue, thank you for that in the chat. She, uh, chat. Sheila Maycock is her name. Yeah, um, have an amazing week. Also, everyone, uh, thank you so much for being here and co-creating this with me. Uh, thanks for being on the path. Connect with me further, YouTube, Instagram, Patreon, um, and I'll see you next week. Continue to shine bright and share your insights. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 